you're going to be successful relationally, spiritually, mentally, financially, and physically because a faithful man will always abound with blessings. Welcome to Mind Matters with Dr. J.A. Jones. Dr. Jones is the head pastor of the Faith Community Church of God in Orange Park, Florida. Relationships, finances, our spiritual life, whatever it is, our problems start within, in our minds. Dr. Jones explores mental wellness through the application of God's Word in our lives. It's just what the doctor ordered. Let's join him now and dig into Mind Matters because your mind matters to God. Welcome to Mind Matters. I'm excited about you being with me this evening. It's a powerful time of discussion. I want to share something with you I know will help you going forward. I call it thinking into success. Success is not about having money, power, or even trying to avoid criticism. You know, success is not having prestige, position, or prominence. Success, you know, some people may think, you know, getting applause from somebody else or accolades from men, that's success. No, it's really discovering and doing God's will for your life. It is all about fulfilling a purpose for which God created you for in the first place. Success is discovering your God-given gifts and using them to fulfill your God-given destiny. And that's why I'm here today, to help you to think about your present, but also your future. God has a plan for your life. He wants you to succeed. Can you agree with that? I know you can. He wants me to succeed. And you and I were made to win, not to lose. We may lose some time. We may fail, but we are not a failure. So God has given us everything that we need that pertains to life and how to live this life in a godly fashion, in a godly manner. But he wants you to succeed. I've heard people tell me success is not biblical. It's not in the Bible. Where can you find it? Well, I'm going to show you where you can find success. But success comes with the price. Before you can have success, you have to do something to achieve it. So as we talk about that today, I want you to know there is a biblical success and then there's a worldly success. But if you want God's way of success, you have to go after it God's way. There's always a way to live life. I think there's always polar. There's a way up, there's a way down. There's a way in, there's a way out. There's a way that is right, and then there's a way that is wrong. It's an absolute thing for us to know. If you and I want to get that to that place called success, and I'm going to define it shortly, and what I think it means, sometimes people pursue this or they pursue that, or they get out of debt, they think they have success. They get in a relationship, they think that's successful. Some people wanna be like Denzel Washington. They wanna look like him, act like him. Some people wanna be like Haley Berry, act like her, look like her. Tom Cruise, whoever it is, they wanna have a billion dollars. Nothing wrong with money at all, but the Bible said the love of money is the root of all evil. So that's not success, just having money and having fame and all of those things. Cars are good, but that doesn't cause you to be successful. If you want to live a successful life God's way, then you gotta stop waiting for your ship to come in and get on board with God's plan and set sail 
to the horizon of God's destiny for your life. Here's the Hebrew definition of success. It means to make, act, intelligent, wisdom, and behave. And I think you should behave in such a manner where people know you're real and you are authentic. You're not a fake. You're not shaking. You're not a faker. You're not just trying to be a maker. You are somebody that creates value and give value to other people. That's called a life of fulfillment. Joshua says something, and I said all that to say this at this particular point. When I say thinking into success, it is definitely how you think about success and what God has to say about you being successful, relationally, spiritually, mentally, financially, and physically. Those are five areas that we all deal with or it will deal with us. Joshua chapter one says this in verse number eight, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have success. Matter of fact, it says good success. Why is that? God is a good God. When I follow a good God, I know I'm going to have good success. What about you today? All right, let's talk about it. This book of the law. Back in the day, the book of the law was what we call the Torah, the Pentateuch. It was really the first five books in the Old Testament. Genesis, which is the book of beginning. Exodus, it talks about the going out. Leviticus, it talks about relating to priests and Levites. Numbers, it was the name of the book which comes from two senses taken of the Israelites. Then you talk about Deuteronomy. It means the second law, as in Moses retelling God's laws. So the summary of the book of the law is in Hebrew, which means direction and instruction. I think we all need direction and instruction. I know I do. I don't mind being directed, especially when I'm lost, when I'm trying to get to a place. We all need direction. Have you ever put in an address in your navigator in your phone you don't know where you're going but you know you have to get there so you put that information you put that address in you put the right information in and guess where that navigator is going to take you to your destination so today is about giving you the right information so you can be able to navigate to the destination called success here we go the first thing it says and God told Joshua Moses is already dead died and now Joshua has taken the realm he's taken the mantle he's taken the baton to do what God wants him to do and I think we all have a place right Moses had a place he's, his responsibility and call was to bring the children of Israel out of Egypt he wanted to take them to the promised land but that was not his call that was not what God had for him and a lot of times we try to do what God has for somebody else, you need to do what God wants you to do. Can you say amen to that? I know it's true. It may be tight as somebody said, but it is right. <laughs> so it says this in this powerful verse. Let me say one more thing. The previous verses talks about God telling Joshua, be strong and courageous. He said it again, be strong and very courageous. Life 
can be so uncertain. Life can hit us right in the face, but we got to face adversity and stand and know that you can be strong and you can be very courageous. Sometimes you have to encourage yourself. God told Joshua, this book of the law. Now I want to bring it today. I'm going to say God's word should not depart from your mouth. Joshua did not only need God's word to be heard, but he needed to read the word. It had to be on his lips, right? It said, it shall not depart out of your mouth. What's coming from your lips? What words are you talking about? What words are you hearing? Proverbs 18, 21 says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. The tongue has great potential for good and evil. And those who use it a lot must be prepared to understand the consequences of the tongue. Now, the tongue is just a small muscle in our mouth, right? That's all it is. It's a small muscle that helps us to articulate words that comes from our heart. When the Bible is saying that God's word, God's law, must not depart out of your mouth, he's saying, know what's in your heart. There's another principle that says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Words and deeds are indicative of the character of the heart. I call it the subconscious mind. Solomon says something in Proverbs chapter 23, verse 7. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. That word heart means subconscious, the seat of your emotions, who you really are from the inside out. Consciously, we obtain knowledge. We get information, the intellectual mind. But subconsciously, when we hear and we listen, because you hear with your ears, but you listen with your heart. And I hope today, as you're listening to this show, this radio broadcast on Mind Matters, I hope you're listening with me, not just hearing me, but I want you to listen with your heart because I'm going to help you from the inside out. Here's another principle as relates to God's word not being in our mouth, but a God's word should be from our heart. You don't say everything that you think, right? You got to be conscious of what you're saying. So when God's word is not departing uh, from your mouth, that means it's in your heart. I hope you understood me. If not, I'll explain it a little more later. God's word should not depart from your mouth. Are your, are your words edifying? Are your words building people up? Are your words encouraging people? Or are your words discouraging? You have to know that today. Proverbs tells us this in Proverbs 31. I love it. Verse 26. She opens her mouth with wisdom and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. Is that not important for everybody to know? Now it says she, but we can say he too. Are you a person as you're trying to navigate in life? Are you opening your mouth with wisdom? Wisdom is basically knowledge applied. I want you to get the right knowledge so you can apply it and you'll find yourself becoming a wise person. Then it says she teaches and she teach kindness because she is a kind person and it's on her tongue. Again, let me translate. It's not the muscle in your mouth called the tongue. It's what's come from your heart. 
That's what it's about. It is definitely what comes from your heart. The instruction she gives to her family is a balance. It's a balance of wisdom and kindness. She keeps it close to her heart, and she understands and attends to the affairs of her household and does not waste time or engage in shallow, unproductive activity. There is the one that has rash words and are like swords, but the tongue of the wise bring healing. Some people use their tongue like a sword, right? There's a proverb that says, some people use their tongue like a sword. They slash away at others, cutting, causing pain. The wise person speak words of health and healing. That is healing the words that can afflict a person, right? You wanna not use gossip, you wanna use the gospel. You wanna use good news instead of bad news. A wise person knows how to speak health and knows how to use their words to bring healing in another person's life. Because healing is the children's bread, it belongs to everybody, but one thing I do know, God uses us individually to bring his plan, his purposes to pass. So as we go back, God's word should not depart out of your mouth. But you got to use the right words. In order to use the right words, you got to have the right information. Information plus application will take you to a higher level and you will be on your way to understanding what success is all about. Dr. Jones is the pastor of Faith Community Church of God in Orange Park, reaching a hurting world with the love of Jesus. We thank you for listening to Mind Matters, and we encourage you to show support for the many community outreach ministries that Dr. Jones and Faith Community Church tend to. You can give at Faith Community's website, faithccop.org or just text money sign and the amount you want to give to 833-435-8022. That's 833-435-8022. We are blessed to be a blessing. Now let's get back to the program. Meditate in it day and night. Now, this part is so important. When God told Joshua, this book of the law shall not depart of your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night. This means in his mind. It means in our mind. Romans chapter 12 tells us, do not be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. We all need to have a better way of thinking and that produces a better way of living. I know you can agree with me on that one. We have to meditate. Let's talk about that. Now to meditate in the Hebrew, it means to moan, growl, growl, not groan, but growl, utter, speak, muse. I like that word, muse. In the dictionary, it means to contemplate, consider, reflect. The problem with meditating is that it takes too long with most people. Most people don't want to take time to meditate because it gets in their way. They probably don't know what to do. Why? Because we live in a society that says right now. Do it right now. I call it the microwave society. Burger King has a slogan called, have it your way. They did that for 40 years. I think they updated recently. It may say like, be your way. Either way, we are people that like to rush. We rush driving, we rush eating, and we rush doing a lot of other things. But God has a plan for your life. In order to achieve success, you got to take time, 
to muse, to speak, to reflect on truth, which is God's word. God's words tells us to meditate, and I love what he said to Joshua, day and night. Can you say this with me, day and night? Come on, say day and night. I heard you. Good, good. Here's another problem, is that we don't concentrate well. We don't. We find ourselves easily distracted. The problem with people not meditating is that they don't know how to concentrate. If you know how to concentrate, you'll be able to meditate better. We can develop the skill of concentration. It is the ability to concentrate despite of distraction, boredom, fatigue. A lot of times people get bored. I have heard a lot of people, young, old, I'm bored. I'm bored. Wow. I couldn't say that growing up. <laughs> I was definitely not bored. What about you? My mother did not make sure I stayed in the house. She said, get yourself outside. And when it was the lights was uh, dimming on the street, she said, you better get yourself inside. Right? So boredom was not part of my daily living growing up. People like discipline. That's why they, one of the reasons they don't concentrate so they can meditate better. The scripture tells us for the moment, all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant, but it yields a peaceable fruit of righteousness to those that have been trained by it. I love that principle in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 11. I really believe the power of this one verse, chapter one in the book of Joshua, verse number eight is meditation. We can do it in the good times. We can do it in the bad times. Day and night means when it feels good and when it does not feel good. When we think we're in a mood and when you think you're not in the mood, it's important to meditate. Discipline is the key because discipline is the bridge to better concentration, which leads to better meditation. Let's talk about concentration. That's so powerful. Concentration, why is that? Because it will develop your will and your self-control to stay put to stay present. How do I concentrate? Well, you concentrate by being present with someone. Let me give you a couple examples because if we can develop the skill of concentration, we can become better at meditation. That means we can meditate on God's word better. To concentrate is by being present with someone. We'll say your spouse. If you're in a conversation with your spouse and you are distracted within three or four minutes, something is wrong, right? So focus on listening to what your spouse have to say. What about your children? If you are in a conversation with your children and you're watching TV, you're looking at the phone, or you're trying to cook, or you're trying to do this, that child or that adult child may think you don't want to pay attention to what I have to say. You don't care. You have to learn how to stay focused. Try for at least three to five minutes in a conversation. Keep your eyes on the individual. Keep your ears open. What about friends? You may have a BF, right? We all got a BF. <laughs> Maybe not. A BF means best friend. Then we got BFF, best friend forever. But either way, whoever you're in relationship with, that's a great way to practice concentration by looking intently in their eyes and by paying attention posture-wise because you have nonverbal communication, right? It's a lot of people don't know how to communicate non-verbally 
They just do anything with their hand, anything with their facial expression. They are completely oblivious to how they present themselves. A lot of times people focus on what they have to say, which is important, but it's how you say it and the way you say it verbally as well as non-verbally. The best way to get better at concentration is to do these three things as you are in a relationship and as you're talking in a conversation, you have to do these three things. If you want to be better at concentration, that makes you going to be better at meditation. Practice, practice, practice. <laughs> Those are the three words I want you to do, all right? Practice looking at a, well, even if you have to practice looking at a picture for three minutes, that'll help your resolve to stay focused, your favorite picture, whatever that is. So I want you to understand the power of concentration as it helps with meditation. Sometimes we have told our children growing up, concentrate, 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 concentrate on your work, concentrate. But we tell them, but we don't show them. You got to show people. And I do believe in, I've given you, I do believe I've given you several examples as it relates to how to improve your ability to concentrate. The best way to learn and learn how to concentrate and know how to concentrate is to practice it. We become good at what we practice. Know whatever you feel. I want you to say it. I want to say it one more time. I want you to really get this, what's in my heart right here. Whatever you feed your mind will eventually manifest in your life. In other words, it'll manifest in your body. It could be good or not good. Most people are not good at concentration because they don't know how to do it. The mind becomes good at whatever we practice. There's so many people practice being distracted. That's what I call it, practice being distracted, right? They do it several hours a day. They practice being distracted from what they are wanting to pay attention to. Then we become that type of person. We allow sometimes television, the news, technology, social media. Sometimes those things can distract us from concentrating or distract us from doing something important, just like an athlete an actor, an artist. If they want to get better at what they do, they have to target their practice specifically in certain areas so many hours a day. A dancer, listen to me, a dancer has the to be the best ballet as that dancer is trying to do their thing. They have to practice. Practice makes you better at what you practice. All right, I want you to see that. Practice will make you better at what you practice. So as we go forward, we got to understand, don't allow God's word to depart from your words or your mouth. I said words, but God's scriptures to depart from your mouth. And then you got to meditate on it day and night. Then you have to do something, what I think is so important, right? You have to absorb to do according to all that is written. Whatever God's word has said, you can do it. A lot of people think they cannot live up to the standard of the Bible. Yes, you can, sir. Yes, you can, ma'am. Yes, you can. I want you to know that as you're listening to me. So in order to observe, I love what that word means. Joshua had to make a great observation of the law. God's word and Joshua's commitment to it will be the pillars that support his success. I want to say this. The vertical, which means if you look at the cross, the vertical of the cross is is straight up, right? Perpendicular, I believe. Relationships that will strengthen a horizontal life are horizontal. Things that 
are to our left, things that are to our right. Those are what we call horizontal. But you want to be vertical in your observance of God's word. The cross is definitely longer vertically and is shorter horizontally. This means putting God first, not others or things in life. There's another passage in Luke chapter 14. It tells us this, I believe it's in verse 26. If you want God best, you got to put others where they need to be. You have to put God first and put others second. That means family, friends, children, career, because God is the one that is going to help you and guide you to where you need to be and where you want to go. So as Joshua has been given this command by God to not allow the Bible to leave his mouth, which means it shouldn't leave his heart, he should meditate on it day and night as much as he can, then he has to observe to do what is written. And what that word absorb means to perceive, to attend to, to beware, and to take note. It also means, I look at it as this, in order to be successful, you gotta be faithful. When you're faithful, the Bible said a faithful man would abound with blessings. And I think when you're faithful to God and you're faithful to do what the word says, you're gonna be successful. It is inevitable. It is absolutely positively will come to pass. You're going to be successful relationally, spiritually, mentally, financially, and physically because a faithful man will always abound with blessings. And then this is the last part. It says for you. Can you say me? The scripture says you, so I'm talking to you, and obviously I'm talking to me too. It says you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. In order for our way, the way that we go in life, however we live, to be prosperous, we gotta observe to do what God has said and be faithful to it. Then you're gonna find and have good success. That word way means, in Hebrew, a course of action, a road. God's word so lived is a guarantee of a Christian success. Not that it promises life without problems, for sure. We're going to have problems. You got problems. I got problems. All God people got problems. But God's presence and his power and his provision will be in the midst of every problem. That's what the children of Israel could not get because God is there. That's why we should get it. Our success is not measured by the same standards of the world's success. Even the world accounts and they look at us. Not, when I say accounts, that means they look at people that are not like them. The scripture tells us in Romans chapter 8, we are counted as sheep for the slaughter, but we are more than conquerors through him that loved us and gave himself for us. God always has a plan, but his plan for you and I to be faithful and that we will have good success. Now I want you to hear what I said today. The things I want you to take away with you. God's word must be in your heart, but it must come from your mouth. I'm talking about positive things and not negative things. You gotta understand the power of meditation, but you gotta know what it means to concentrate. Concentration is the key to meditation. Then you gotta observe to do all that is written therein. That means you gotta be faithful and implement God's word daily. 
It's a daily journey. It's a daily walk. But I guess I know you can do it. I Guess what? You can do it. Then you make your way prosperous, and you're going to find yourself having good success. Be faithful to God, and you will have good success. That's what I mean by thinking into success. And once you know that, you're going to have incredible opportunity to go forward and be successful. Our next episode, I'm going to be discussing understanding and overcoming habits. Thanks for tuning into another episode of Mind Matters with Dr. J.A. Jones. Be sure to tune in next Sunday at 5 p.m. right here on Praise 107.9 for more insightful discussion about how God's Word can get our minds right. You can also hear Dr. Jones preach in person Sundays at 11 a.m. at Faith Community Church of God at 1268 Gano Avenue in Orange Park, Florida, 32073. Thanks again for listening. Stay mindful and keep striving for improvement because your mind matters to God.